You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Top 3 Thursday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. A very, very busy Wednesday for the New Orleans Saints. We're here to recap it all as well as look ahead to what could be coming later today and throughout the weekend as free agency begins at the top of next week. First, a few cuts save a load of money. Quan Alexander and Emmanuel Sanders see their tenures in New Orleans come to an end after just one season or half a season. In Alexander's case, we'll talk about the moves, the cap, and whether or not a reunion might be in order for either of the two former 49ers. A pair of restructures clear even more space. We'll talk about how much the restructured contracts of Andrus Pete and Malcolm Jenkins save, why the two deals feel more like a move that the Saints needed to make than a move that they wanted to make. And we'll take a look at the Saints draft with compensatory picks now announced. And finally, with our top three Thursday, we'll take a look at the Saints top three cap saving measures that remain on the table. What are the most effective moves? How much could they save? And how soon could we see them? As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked on NFL podcast. We got all that. And a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, let's get right into it on today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Thursday episode here. So a lot of good news for the New Orleans Saints and a lot of big moves to the New Orleans Saints as well on Wednesday. So we're going to start with the cuts that were made as well as an update on the salary cap. So basically what you need to know about the salary cap is that the Saints are in a much better position than they were uh, even just a week ago at this point. The final salary cap across the NFL has been announced $182.5 million. That's $7.5 million more than the original floor that was set in the CBA before the 2020 season began, which was $175 million. So the Saints in good shape there. They're also carrying over $2.99 million from their 2020 salary cap, so basically $3 million in that case. So really, their salary cap in terms of adjusted salary cap is around $185.5 million, so over $10 million above where the absolute floor was originally set at $175. So the Saints, a little bit less now that they need to figure out how to get under. We've talked before on the show about how far $10 million goes last year. They signed Emmanuel Sanders, Ty Montgomery, and Malcolm Jenkins, all to first-year totals that combine for less than $10 million. That can go a very long way for the New Orleans Saints. So now it's either $10 million less they need to trim, or they can continue all of the cost-saving measures they were originally going to do in the first place, and then just come out $10 million richer on the other side. Now, don't forget, they've also been spending money as well with the signings of Ty Montgomery. Dwayne Washington, Noah Spence, and so on, JT Gray, for instance, all of those, of course, acting a little bit against the salary cap that they're sh- that they're shaving off. But remember, only the top 51 players count against the cap anyway. So two main salary, cut, sort of let's call them cap saving moves happened today, and they were both cuts 
Emmanuel Sanders, former 49ers wide receiver that the Saints signed last offseason, the big get for them last year. And then Quan Alexander, the big get in the middle of the season for them, where they traded to get him out from San Francisco. It is expected that the fifth round pick that the Saints traded will convey, and he did hit that playing time sort of snap count percentage. So that would mean that the Saints would not have that fifth round pick. The Saints essentially would have then, in that case, traded a fifth round pick for half a season of Quan Alexander. You got seven games out of him, unfortunately, before the Achilles tear in uh, December. So when you look at these moves, the, the Quan Alexander one was one that I was very unsure of. I wasn't sure the Saints were even going to be able to cut him because of the fact that he was still on injured reserve. But I guess because he's expected to be able to make it back for camp or whatever it may be, then they are able to move on from him. That is a huge cap saving move for the Saints. That's $13.2 million right there because that entire contract was not guaranteed for him in 2021, 2022. This was going to be the plan from the very beginning up until the injury looked like it was going to complicate things for a little bit. The Saints traded for him. They sent Kiko Alonso, essentially nothing, and then a fifth round pick that could have turned into nothing if Quan Alexander had gotten hurt sooner. And then, you know, anything like that sort of negative were to go wrong or anything like that were to happen, the Saints would have been covered in that way. But it seemed like they were going to utilize him as a half year rental here, get him to the playoffs just like they were able to and then figure it out from there and very likely move on from him. The other cut, Emmanuel Sanders, saves about $6.5 million moving on there. It also has a $4 million uh, cap hit in terms of dead money, but that's okay. That was already accounted for as a part of his signing bonus proration. So all told, the Saints shave off nearly $20 million just with these two cuts alone. That's a really, really big deal as the Saints have been able to put all of this together and then start to work their way to getting under the cap, which will update exactly where they are here in just a second. We'll also talk more about draft picks later on in today's episode as well. But one of the big questions now is whether or not Quan Alexander or Emmanuel Sanders could possibly find their way back to the New Orleans Saints roster. Quan Alexander seems like the most likely one to me. He was just such a good culture guy, such a good locker room guy, had such a great relationship with the Saints defense, had such a great relationship with the Saints franchise. It wouldn't be surprising to me to see Quan Alexander get another shot at a much, much more reduced rate than the $13.2 million cap hit he was going to take in this season. So he would definitely be the one that I would watch out for. Emmanuel Sanders, is it possible? Yes, but when you're saving just $6 million on a receiver, you're probably going to really be able to find somebody cheaper out there At that, in that case, uh, Brashad Perriman, maybe even a Curtis Samuel, so on and so forth. I think you can maybe go somewhere else and still save a larger chunk of money than you would save with re-signing the veteran wide receiver and Emmanuel Sanders. Now, both of these guys contributing big time to the Saints getting under the salary cap. They are now at 30 or $31 million over the cap. So they're still in the overage area, but they're much, much closer with these two moves combined. In fact, the Saints Ding, 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 ding. Ring the bell, everybody. Get ready to rejoice. The Saints no longer the team furthest over the cap anymore. They are now the second highest over the cap at the moment. They, But they have now worked themselves as being below the Los Angeles Rams, whose projection, depending upon whose projection you're using, is somewhere around $33.1 million above the cap. And the Saints getting to this place where they're now the second poorest team in the NFL and quickly, rapidly becoming 
what is going to be just rich enough to piss everybody off across the NFL. And we're going to love it from our vantage point here at Locked on Saints and beyond throughout the Houdat Nation. But it didn't come down to just these cuts. The Saints also did some more work with some restructures on Wednesday as well. We'll talk more about those. And we'll also take a look at the compensatory draft picks that everyone is very excited about for the New Orleans Saints here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Saints never stop working and you should never stop working either on your vehicle, making sure you're taking care of all the problems before they arise as opposed to after it is too late. One of the greatest ways to do that is with a fantastic resource, the folks over at rockauto.com. They are a family business that has been helping families online for over 20 years, making sure that you're able to get everything that you need for your car, your truck, your van, your SUV, your Mini Cooper, whatever it is that you have, they've got you taken care of. If you're at a Dodge or a Daewoo, just head over to rockauto.com, put in your make, your model, your year, the parts you're looking for. They'll give you several options for that part, all at a fraction of the price as what you're going to get at the chain store around the corner. And you can do it all from the comfort of your own home, have it delivered to you safely, cut out all the upcharges and get exactly what you need today. Go and check them out. Once again, rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that as we sent you right and locked on in the how to hear about us section amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com all right y'all we have talked several times about how amazing built bar is but now it's been nothing but fun as well over at builtbar.com as well as on twitter at bar underscore built as we're going through deciding the fate of the flavors the built bar bracket challenge is going on built bar madness over at BuiltBar.com. And today, you get to vote on Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Caramel Brownie, and then Cherry Barcia versus Carrot Cake with Almonds. And I got to tell you, the Lemon Almond Cheesecake and the Carrot Cake with Almonds are underrated flavors to me. I'm going to take the upset in both of these matchups and go with Carrot Cake and Lemon Almond Cheesecake. Go cast your vote at BuiltBar.com today. And also, don't forget to go ahead and pick up a box of Built Bars for yourself. Don't just take my word for it on how amazing these things are. Try them for yourself. Head over to BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON20, that's 2-0, in order to get 20% off of your next order over at BuiltBar.com. And be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Failing, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Now, look, betting on the NBA, NFL, wherever it is that you're watching, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, go and check them out and follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so continuing on with today's episode, breaking down all the moves from a very busy Wednesday for the New Orleans Saints as they are quest to get under the salary cap continues and so far they're doing a pretty good job at it they are down to a third of what or less than a third of what their original overage was and really haven't had to move on from many notable names the Quan alexander one we knew was an eventuality we just didn't know what the timeline was going to be on it emmanuel sanders we've been talking about probably over the last week or two i know coach red brought it up uh in one of the the twitter tuesdays then i i've been talking about it a little bit 
This is kind of moves that we've been expecting so far. Nothing big and unexpected at this time outside of maybe Josh Hill and Thomas Morstead at this point being the most surprising cuts. But they've had to do more than just cutting players, right? They've also been restructuring players. And there were two new restructures that the Saints uh, pulled off on Wednesday. Andrus Pete is the first one. So they restructured Andrus Pete. That move created $6 million in salary cap space for the Saints. They were able to do that by taking $8 million or so. It's like $8.01 million and converting that from his base salary to a signing bonus. $6 million or thereabouts is what they save. They also restructured Malcolm Jenkins' contract, and then that ended up creating $3.4 million. They did that by converting $5.125 million of his base salary into a signing bonus. So combined together, the Saints saved about an additional $9.4 million. You add that to the $20 million that they saved with the cuts of Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander, nearly $30 million cleared with four moves and only two cuts. And again, not cuts that were super surprising outside of maybe a timeline discussion when it comes to Quan Alexander. So nothing really here that the Saints have had to do so far that has put them in a situation to where they look like they're in trouble or that they're really just, you know, cutting players willy-nilly trying to get under the salary cap in a scramble. So far, this has been a very controlled and methodical approach to getting under this salary cap. It's been confusing a lot of people all over the internet, people asking Nick Underhill to explain it, Matt Miller tweeting out saying, somebody please explain to me how the Saints are doing this. So we're seeing it from all over the place. But for Saints fans, this is nothing new, right? Every year, Saints are going to be over the salary cap. It's finally happening. The reckoning of their cap hell, it's going to be here. They're finally going to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. And then they never do. It never happens because the Saints just continue to push money into the future. And especially right now with the freedom and understanding that whatever this new TV deal is, is apparently good enough that it raised the salary cap this season. So you can only imagine what it's going to do as teams move forward or as the NFL moves forward within those deals. Now, just to kind of talk a little bit about the, the specificity of these two deals, in particular, Andrus Pete, Malcolm Jenkins, doubling down on both of these players may not have been the wisest decision, but may have been one that needed to happen. You double down on Malcolm Jenkins makes it a little bit harder for you to move on from him sooner. So you're doubling down on him toward the latter part of his career. Probably adds another year after this one, 2022, to really make his contract manageable in terms of cutting him and moving on from him. But again, you're probably going to be in a situation where you can push that money back down the road next season if you need to, or you can bite the bullet because of the swell in the salary cap. When it comes to Andrus Pete, who had a very cuttable contract starting next season, now through 2022 might be the better choice for the New Orleans Saints because then you're looking at about $9 million of dead cap at that point. Next season, you're looking at a little bit more of a heftier contract now that you've pushed a good portion of salary into next season. So that's just something to really keep an eye on and take a look at. It saves them money right now, but it does double down on those players for an additional year or two. They are still tradable. Uh, Andrus Pete in particular, I know people will be very interested to hear that. He would still be tradable. You can still trade him. It just makes it a little bit harder to just outright cut him outside of any other special provisions that might come up. But all told, good moves by the New Orleans Saints. Keeping Andrus Pete around makes a ton of sense. Keeping your starting five in terms of your offensive line makes a ton of sense. Nothing wrong, essentially, for the 2021 season in uh, doubling down on these players and restructuring their contracts.
Now, the last piece of exciting news that we got on Wednesday was that the Saints were awarded all three of their potential compensatory picks. So remember, we mentioned earlier that the fifth round pick that the Saints, that was conditional that the Saints traded for Quan Alexander, is expected to convey, meaning they will not have that fifth round pick. So without these compensatory picks, the only selections that the Saints were going to have in this draft was a first round pick at 28, a second round pick at 30, and then a fourth round pick around 133. Now they get two additional third round picks, one for Teddy Bridgewater, who signed with the Carolina Panthers, and another for Terry Fontenot, who was hired away by the Atlanta Falcons to become their GM. That's part of the NFL's minority coaching and executive development program that will probably last for a couple more years before they end up trying something different, but we'll see exactly what happens there. Remember, the Saints will also get a third round pick next season in 2022 because of that Terry Fontenot hire as well. And they also get a sixth round pick for AJ Klein, who signed with the Buffalo Bills. There was some speculation that because of Jameis, because of the Jameis Winston signing, that this AJ Klein pick wouldn't be awarded to the Saints, but they signed, they waited to sign, the Saints did Jameis Winston until after the period in which those signings were actually relevant to compensatory picks. That so was a smart move by the New Orleans Saints there. We've seen the New England Patriots do that before. We've seen several franchises do that before. So the Saints will walk into the 2021 draft at this point with six draft picks at picks number 28, 60, and 98. So that's within the first three rounds and in the top 100. Then they have an additional third round pick at 105. Then you get into the fourth round with 133 and then wait around into the sixth round with 217. Now you have the Saints compensatory picks. You have the Saints draft information, where they are with the salary cap, all of that. Now let's look ahead. What are the next types of moves that the Saints can make to get under the salary cap? We'll pick our top three most effective from three to one, and we'll talk about those for our top three Thursday here up next on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And while I wouldn't place any bets at all on the Saints selecting six players in the upcoming NFL draft, if there was a place where I could place the bet that they wouldn't, I'd certainly go and do that over at betonline.ag, our exclusive betting partners, of course, and the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So while football may be slowing down at the moment in terms of odds, things that you can bet on, Russell Wilson odds got pulled, but um, uh, Chicago's odds just went up. So that's definitely a big story to watch to see if maybe Russell Wilson's about to be on the move to Chicago. Something to keep an eye out on with that whole situation. But betonline.ag is a place where you can see all that. You can see those odds changing. You can go and put your bets down as well on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Saints doing putting in a ton of work to make sure that they are getting under the salary cap so they continue building their team. And if you want to check out more about the analytics and team building perspective of your favorite teams from around the NFL, go and listen to Ryan Tracy and Jake Lisko with the Thursday episodes over at Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcast. All right, so Let's go ahead and take a look at the top three moves that remain for the New Orleans Saints. We'll go from three to one, three being the least effective, but of course, all three of these 
very effective, and then a number one being the most effective in terms of clearing the most space, but also finding ways to also build toward your future. So let's start with number three here, and it's to either restructure or extend Thomas Morissette. You can go either route. He's got two voidable years after this season left on his contract. So you can either restructure into those years or you can actually extend him into those seasons. That way you're not really taking on a dead cap for him after the season or after a couple of seasons, you're instead actually keeping him around. But let's just say that this thing to restructure him, that's the easiest math to predict. But remember, you can also just keep in mind, you can also extend him as an option as well. So he has a $10.150 million signing, or excuse me, base salary next season. You can convert a little bit over $9 million of that into a signing bonus. Depending upon how much they choose to convert, you can save anywhere from just about six to $7 million. That's the rough estimate in over the cap that puts them around $6.7 million you can save with an uh, with a restructure. And that's that's a pretty big deal because remember the Saints now in the 30 to $31 million range, depending upon whose metrics you're using, spot rack or over the cap or even NFLPA, you can look at wherever you want. There's going to be somewhere right around there. This would take them down into the conversation of the 20s, essentially, in terms of the overages there. So either restructuring or extending Tron Armstead is our number three move. Number two, is to restructure wide receiver Michael Thomas. This is a restructure you don't mind making. You don't mind doubling down on this guy if he's going to be your wide receiver for the future. Why not, right? You signed him to a big deal last year. If you are wanting to keep him around and the big personality concerns aren't actually as big as maybe the media is blowing them up to be, then if that's the case, you can restructure him and then you're fine. So he has a $12.6 million base salary. You can convert about 11.6 of that to a signing bonus. It's going to save you right around $8.9 million. Now, all of a sudden, we're into the teens when it comes to the overage for the New Orleans Saints after both of these moves. So you're moving very, very quickly here. And that's good because the Saints do have to be compliant with the salary cap by March 17th. So you have less than a week to get there. And they can do it with just these couple of moves and maybe one or two more. And they're there. And they're all things that are very, very constructive. And in fact, when it comes to, to that very thing, we can take a look at our number one move here, and it's going to be extending either Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Marcus Williams, or Ryan Ramchek. Really, ideally, you're extending all of them, right? But I don't want to cheat too much. So you just pick one, and then you extend those guys, and all of a sudden, you go from the teens to single digits after these other two moves of Teron Armstead and Michael Thomas. You can save anywhere between 3 to $7 million or thereabouts with Ryan Ramchek. Pretty close to that as well with Marshawn Lattimore. You can take Marcus Williams' franchise tag number down, probably somewhere between three to $5 million. So when you put all three of those moves together, there you go. You've done it. You've gotten under the salary cap. And if you did all three of these moves, you end up locking down your future at the right tackle position on your offensive line. And in your secondary with Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams, that's huge. Now you can trim off some more fat if you need to. You could get rid of Patrick Robinson and save a little bit of money. You can move on from Latavius Murray and save a little bit of money. You can either find a way to restructure or extend or whatever it is that you have to do with Norris Jenkins' contract to save a little bit of money. And then all of a sudden, you're in conversations of like nearly $10 million of salary cap space available, ready to go into free agency. So these moves right here, uh, three, and I know number one was kind of three different steps, but any one of those should be your big priority because it also locks down a position for the future. But if you can get really all, all let's call them five of these moves done, 
then it puts you in a good enough position to where, oh, Malcolm Brown is another one, $5 million or, or just about that you can save with him. So it really does put the Saints in a good position to where not only are they going to shock the world by getting under this salary cap, they're going to be in a position to actually go and spend money in free agency as well and make a couple of additions over the offseason without being too you know, uh, irresponsible and going out there and blowing a ton of money at the beginning of free agency and instead picking up some of those mid-level quote-unquote guys that have been absolute difference makers for them here over the last few seasons. So the Saints in very, very good shape with their salary cap, in very, very good shape with their draft picks. Don't forget that there is still pending, uh, I'll say, discipline coming from the NFL for the COVID uh, protocol violation with Alvin Kamara and the you know person that was not supposed to be at the facility, being at the facility, all these other things. So don't forget that that might end up affecting the draft pool a little bit for the New Orleans Saints. But regardless, they're in good position here, and they've done a very, very good job navigating the offseason so far. And there are still so many questions left to answer and so many big stories on the way. When will Drew Brees make his announcement? Will Jameis Winston be the starting quarterback? What other moves are going to happen? We're going to have it all covered here on Locked on Saints. Don't forget, we got another episode this week on Friday with our live Facebook Friday segment. You can be a part of that by joining the Locked on Saints Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. And then we'll, of course, have our free agency Friday because we'll be recapping everything that happened between now and then. So I appreciate you as always for coming through. Much love to you all. Please stay safe. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support. You've helped me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. And trust who that nation. I'll holla at you.